0: Of powerful figures in Hollywood, as well as powerful politicians who are, in fact, not human. Uh, they're reptiles or they're lizards, or perhaps extraterrestrial. I don't think it is a human. I think it's a Sasquatch. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. If you're a true experiencer, a true abductee, of what's called high strangeness. All these weird, bizarre paranormal things start to happen. Almost like your house is either being haunted or nobody really knows. well wow, that thing's weird. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Let's get weird. what's up guys Um, so today uh, is gonna be a little bit different from paranormal and conspiracy Um, uh, talking about uh, a missing child today Um, I'm just gonna lay out the facts you know um, it's a subject that I am passionate about Um, if I could save all the children in the world I most definitely would do so um, but so I'm thinking I'll probably just do um, you know a missing person's case every once in a while on this podcast um, help uh, raise awareness um, for that individual um, and today's missing person I've decided to um, go with the disappearance of Ayla Reynolds a 20-month-old baby girl from Waterville Maine The reason why I chose Ayla is because she was a year older than my daughter when she went missing and there's a whole lot of weird shit that goes around that is uh, linked with her story. Um, I would really, I would really like um, for more light to be shed on the case. Um, so, anyways, so this is the story of Ayla Reynolds, told the best way that I can tell. With the information that um, I have researched and found on on her, um, so the family of uh, Ayla Reynolds has a GoFundMe. Uh, the link is in the description. Uh, if you can donate, if you can't, that's totally fine. Um, just please share this, um, and again. If you want to get in contact with me to share your paranormal stories or share conspiracies or just talk shit, um, hit me up at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. Uh, go follow my Instagram. You can also contact me on my Instagram which is where underscore the weird ones are. Uh, my name is Kevin and this is missing. December 17th, 2011, Justin DiPietro calls 911 dispatch in Waterville, Maine. Uh, he claims that his daughter has gone missing, but he has no idea where she is, and, or even how she has disappeared. He last saw his daughter at 8pm when he put her to bed, and his sister, Alicia, checked on her again at 10 p.m. Ayla Reynolds was born April 4th 2010 to a 23-year-old Trista Reynolds and a 24-year-old Justin DiPietro. Now there was no real relationship from all the Things that I have gathered here. In fact, Justin denies that Halo was ever even his. Uh, they end up taking a paternity test, obviously, finding out that she was, in fact, his child. Um, and it's speculated from Trista and them that she thinks that um, his mother. Phoebe DiPietro, um, you know, told him, you know, it's be a man, take care of your kid. So he, they never had a legal agreement of any kind. Um, so it was just a basically see her when you want to see her. Now this case has been going on for quite some time. Um at the time when this was happening, my daughter was only a year old. Um Ayla was twenty months old. My daughter was literally born almost a year exactly after Ayla. So when this broke the news it kind of is kinda, kinda gut wrenching wrenching for me and know I kind of paid attention to it quite a bit but on December 17th Ron Reynolds gets a knock on the door and it happens to be the police looking for Trista now Trista was on her way to Machias I believe to the prison to see her fiance or her fiance's son But, uh, so, Ron is Trista's father, and Trista was living with him. Uh, He calls Trista to tell her what was going on, the cops are looking for her to speak to her that Ayla's missing. So she immediately turns around and goes directly to the Waterville Police Station. Uh, She's questioned for two hours, and... Essentially, um, was removed as a suspect. I don't know if it was right then and there or if it was the next day, but I know it wasn't very long before she was removed as a as a suspect. Now, when she go- went to, because Justin Depietro was trying to say that Ayla was abducted, that she was taken, um, and that's a stance that he has stood by the entire time Um, so Trista had to drive through Waterville to go to Machias but with you know camera footage and all that it shows that she never exited the highway like the highway goes through Waterville but it doesn't um, like she didn't have to go that she didn't go through town, you know what I mean? Um, so she was removed as a suspect because her everything checked out on her end um, Now I do believe Machias is like three maybe four hour drive from where she was living in Portland So and I don't know if she was already there or if she was on her way when she had gotten the call, but either way, way. she went straight to the Waterville PD. Uh, this case, in fact, is had, became Maine's uh, biggest police investigation. Like, they did so much trying to look... Ayla, who was 20 months at the old 20 months old at the time of her disappearance. Um, now Justin he, um, I guess it's been speculated that he was neglectful and possibly even abusive towards Ayla. Um There's never anything actually factual on it, but so she, uh, Trista recounted a time where she had, that they, she would always come home after visiting with Justin with mystery bruises and injuries. And one time in particular, she came home with bruises all up and down one of her legs. Uh, she was favoring the leg, she didn't really want to put any weight on it. She wasn't really crying from what I'm hearing, but there's there's deep bruises. She obviously is in some kind of pain if she's not walking on it, because, you know, at 20 months, you can, 20 months old, she's walking. Um. Now, when Justin's question about it, he says, oh, we were at Chuck E. Cheese, and there was just... Some kid in the ball pit just kicking her relentlessly and like you don't stop that you don't say something like after the first kick first of all your kids 20 months old in a ball pit you should be standing right there right one would think And you see this kid kick your daughter like you say something usually a child would stop um, and come to find out well, there's not even a ball pit at the Chuck E. Cheese that he said that he went to. So he was constantly being caught in stupid fucking lies like this from what I've from what I've gathered. Um, so anyways a demon of Trista's arise um, early In 2011 and she checks herself in to rehab um, for heroin abuse. Um, She leaves Ayla in the care of her sister Jessica and her mother, which tells you she doesn't trust Justin. Like that fact alone just goes to show that he's not trusted to take care of that she doesn't trust him to take care of her their daughter while she's in rehab and I don't know how long her rehab was supposed to be but um, one night uh, Jessica hears a knock at the door she answers it and it's DHS and a cop saying that they're there to remove Ayla and put her in the care of Justin because Trista is no longer a fit mother and I get the stigma around drug abuse but she literally had checked herself into rehab to get better for her daughter like I think the fact that she checked herself in speaks volumes of where her mind state was at, like she knew she had a problem. She knew she had to deal with it. Um, I don't think calling her an unfit mother was n- quite necessary, but <clears throat> that's regardless regardless of the point. Uh, so Jessica calls her father. The, her father gets on the phone with the police, with the cop that was there, asking him to, begging him not to take Ayla, that, you know, telling him all these things about Justin, that they don't trust him, and that they think that he's neglectful, and blah, 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 blah. And the cop basically just said, hey, man, if it were up to me, I wouldn't be here taking her. But. My hands are tied. So, the story that I'm got that I that I have gotten is that Ayla was, you know, interacting with the cops while DHS was doing their thing, talking and to uh, Jessica, and or whatever, and so supposedly Ayla was very talkative and very happy up until they brought Justin into the house take her. She started screaming and crying the minute she saw her father and tried to get away from him. I mean, to me, that's pretty loud and clear that she doesn't want anything to do with her father, but that's regardless of the point, I guess, because they gave him custody anyway. So, Trista is notified while she's in rehab, and she checks herself out. She had only been in rehab for 10 days. And then, and I think, I think she checks herself out in you know, early November, maybe. Uh, maybe October, it might have been October when this went down. Um, it's a little foggy on, on the timeline of, of that occurrence. Uh, I know that she was only with Justin for 59 days before she went missing. So okay. thinking of the timeline like that, that would probably be like early September, right? Late late August maybe of 2011. Anyways, um So, she checks herself out, and she starts, you know, trying to work on getting her back. Um, she never really, Justin never really allows her to see her. Um, doesn't really allow her to speak to her. Um, I think, or, I mean, so the last time that she spoke to her daughter, was December 8th and it was I don't or she heard her voice anyway it doesn't say that she was able to because she would call all the time and was always told that she wasn't available and one of the times she was she she doesn't want to talk to you she's watching home alone and just fucking weird first of all what if I don't know it's it's this the whole story of When he once he has her like it's just things get really weird like uh, I Don't think he she was even with him for a Week and she ended up with a broken arm He said that He was walking up the stairs. He had I think groceries or something and was holding her in his other hand and then tripped and fell and landed on top of her and then it was like 24 hours before she was taken to be seen about her arm come to find out that it was fucking broken Um, I know like people are all like upset about the broken arm part about how like the time frame of when it happened to when she's seen in the hospital but sometimes you can't really tell. So, like, I can't really con- um, condemn him for that. But, I don't know. If I fell on my daughter, granted, I'm a little bit bigger than uh, Justin DePietro is. So, like, if I if I, regardless, e- even at his size, that's a lot of weight on a 20-month year-old girl to begin with. But, regardless of the fact, she was given an aircast, uh, she seemed to be happy, for the most part, uh, but December 8th will be the last time Trista ever hears her daughter's voice. Now, I do think that it was either a week or the day before she went missing, Trista filed for custody. without Justin's knowledge, from what I know of. But, also, from things Trista has said that I think it was, I do believe she may have even have, may even have text message receipts for this interaction, um, but Justin somehow found out that she had filed and I'll tell you how I think he found out in a minute but so he found out that she was coming for her and uh, the last that I think they may have been arguing through text but I know that the last text message he had sent to her was you and your family will never see Ayla again Now, for a guy that didn't want anything to do with her, barely ever even saw her, barely ever even paid attention to her when he had her, from accounts of other people, now he wants, like, it does, does, wanting full custody of a kid that he didn't even want is weird to me but at the same time, like, I can understand, like, the shift of motivation in somebody's brain. Like, I know people change, and sometimes they change very quickly. Um, Their mindset can change, like, in a blink of an eye. So. Anyways. So when Trista filed, For uh, custody to come for Ayla to get her back, um, she had found out that DHS never did any background checks on, never did the things that DHS is supposed to do when they're rehoming a child, which is background check, interview, and a house check. So they have to do a background check on everybody that lives in the house and they have to do interviews with everyone that lives in the house and they have to do a house check they have to check the house make sure it's safe for child for the said child so there's three people living in that house that's the mother his mother and his sister and himself so she also came to understand that the woman who that worked for DHS that put all of this in motion, her name is Karen Small. She happens to be either a relative of Phoebe DiPietro or a close friend. So basically what I'm gathering in order for Justin to have even obtained custody of their daughter was that his mother called in a favor to a friend or family member and got this lady to do her dirty work, basically. And I don't know what has happened to Karen, but I know that there was um, quite a big discrepancy with the people in Waterville. Uh, There was a a petition to have her removed, have her fired from her job, because she definitely dropped the fucking ball on this one. No... She didn't do any of the things that... DHS is supposed to do now in Maine. It's DHS. I don't know a lot of um, other uh, uh, States Call it something else like I know Massachusetts call it calls it DSS it's um, Department of Health and Human Services Technically, it's DHHS here, but we we call it DHS Um, So police were at the house within 10 minutes of Justin's call. Um they found no sign of forced entry. Um so they so they were working off the basis of that she got up in the middle of the night and somehow got out of the house. So they were searching uh the neighborhood they started in the neighborhood in the backyards well they started in the house they started in in the house where places that maybe she might hide and then they started in the neighborhood backyards they were going door to door asking people if they'd seen her if they'd seen anything if they noticed anything um and they weren't they weren't finding her they started looking in parks they started looking along the stream which I forget the the name of the river down there but so December 19th the police seized Justin and Courtney's car now Courtney is Justin's girlfriend at the time so in the house the night of said disappearance we you have Justin His girlfriend Courtney Roberts and her son, and then you have his sister Alicia DePietro and her son. Now, from what I gathered, usually Ayla and Alicia's sons sleep in the same room, supposedly. Um, But Ayla was in the bedroom by herself, and then Courtney and her son were in the basement with Justin, which is where Justin's bedroom is. And then Alicia's son was in her room with her. I mean I don't know. I don't know. If my daughter if I couldn't have my daughter sleeping in my room with me, my girlfriend's son is definitely not sleeping in the room with me. That's I don't know. That's that's weird that one child was a allowed in the bedroom and the other one wasn't it's just weird to me um so Justin hasn't been talking to anybody not doing any interviews not nothing like he's complete radio silence as of literally the day after Ayla's disappearance Trista was appearing on all newscasts that she could get involved with like good day morning, uh, good morning USA, or, or I, I don't I she was just, she was, she, her face was out there and she was talking about her missing daughter, and she was showing pictures and she was doing all this shit and nothing from Justin. A week later, uh, they, from December 19th, um, the police around the house with crime tape. And and, um, the family is relocated out of the house. They're told that they need to leave. They can't take anything with them. That it is now a crime scene. Now, from accounts of people in the neighborhood, they took Bag after bag after bag out of that house. And then uh, I think. And Justin didn't help with any of the searches. Zero searches. December 29th. So would be. A little over ten... Ten... Twelve days. Twelve days after the original disappearance. Trista calls Justin out for not... Speaking out. Not telling his side of the story. Not allowing anybody to know... His... What... Happened. Because she knows that he knows something. And he's not telling anybody. And he's not... From what I hear, he wasn't... Very cooperative at this point. At first... All three... Um Justin Alicia and Courtney were all 100 percent cooperative and then all of a sudden there was a shift Now when he appeared for the first time, which I think may have been a week after Trista had called him out um, he all he all he said is that he loves his daughter and that he misses her and then he calls out to somebody because he's still going off the basis that somebody took her and he says you may think you what you're doing is right that you think you know what's right for her but you don't it's not fair it's not right she belongs home with her family Her only her family knows how to take care of her and um, I guess he didn't really show a whole lot of emotion um the fact that he wasn't even helping with searches it's fucking baffling to me um trista was out there doing shit so it just it, i don't know it blows my mind if my daughter had gone missing cause this is this is the basis that I go why I approach stories like this when i hear because i know we all grieve differently everybody does no matter no matter what And we can criticize people for the way that they grieve and all that shit, but at the end of the day My daughter goes missing I'm fucking out there. I'm not fucking sleeping. I'm not coming home I'm fucking out there if my daughter is missing I'm out. I am fucking out there until she is found Um, so every time something uh, comes out from the police that may shine the DePietro family in a negative light they do an interview Um, they switch the status of the uh, search to foul play it's no longer an adult abduction, or a walkout, it's foul play, which really gets under my skin. Now, there was a lot of speculation that there was a fucking house party at the house last night, at, at that night, which... You can have a party when you have kids in the house, it's not fucking big deal. I mean, it depends on the kind of party. Like, if you're having like a little get together, some friends, and just hanging out in the kitchen or the living room or whatever, you're hanging out in the house, not necessarily like a loud fucking ho- banging house party like you think when you hear the words house party. But it was speculated that there was a house party. Now, Phoebe DiPietro, from the start, said she was not there. Okay. When this house party shit came out, she was there. Was no house party. I was right there. I sat ne- near near Halo's bedroom door that night, and blah 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 blah. And then after that interview airs, where everybody's like, "What the fuck?" She said she was. She was. She wasn't supposed to be there. Why is she saying that she's there now? That doesn't make any sense. And then literally the next day she came out on an interview saying that she lied about being there because she didn't want people thinking that um, there was some huge raver party going on and that's how Ayla had gone missing. Uh, So then I guess Justin and Trista both do... A polygraph test which I know polygraph test isn't admissible in court technically um, but it's kind of it's it's kind of telling you, know, you people can can um, you know get through a polygraph test when they're lying but they can still pass now Justin said he smoked it which I don't know It's just a weird, it's a weird thing to say, when you're being fucking questioned like you're a fucking suspect in your daughter's disappearance and you smoked it. Like... I don't know, man. This whole... case... fucking stinks. Anyways. A month later, there's a vigil. Justin and uh, Trista see each other and speak for the very first fucking time a month after the disappearance in January he they they had a few vigils I think two vigils before this one so this was the first one that Justin showed up to him and his brother Lance like made made t-shirts I guess for the vigil and stuff to help raise awareness and try and help find Ayla But yeah, no, I I that is beyond fucking weird to me that he didn't. I mean, again, we all grieve in different ways, but it's just I just don't get it. Now, Trista's family. Get. Um, ma- they make a website um, for Ayla I can't remember what it's called at the moment um, but if I can find it I will definitely put it link it in um, the description um, but basically they come out saying that the police the cops, so the because they switched it over to the um, to main state detectives. Um, so they they were constantly searching uh, this whole time, this whole month that whole month up until the vigil, and and after the vigil they were constantly in the river. They drained the river to um, try and find to find a body because they they basically said, "Look, we're." basically, we're looking for a body right now. And this is what this came about, because the the police uh, got the Reynolds family together, they had a grief counselor there as well, and they sat them down in a room to show them a presentation of pictures. This is the most fucked up part of this whole thing to me anyway so the police state that they found a large amount of blood in the house and in Justin's car the blood that was able to be seen by the naked eye it was on her car seat as well as vomit on her slippers with blood uh, there there's blood on the couch there was blood on her baby doll but most of the blood was found in Justin's room this was probably the hardest part of this story for me to hear. Because it said that... Alicia had said that the reason why there was blood in the house to begin with was because she was lactose intolerant. And that she was vomiting blood. If you know that your fucking child is lactose intolerant and you give them fucking dairy anyway and then they fucking vomit blood and you don't take them to the fucking doctor. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's fucking disgusting to me that that's even a... It, and it, the way she had said it was like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. just... <laughs> Throwing up blood that's okay. She's lactose intolerant. She was fine right after <laughs> So they um, also present her pictures with luminol um, But they the so going on um, with the uh, naked eye they still found they found blood splatter on a tote and and a sheet, inside the tote, with blood on it, with a fist. I'm sorry, a fist size. No, not on the sheet, but a fist. And then there was a fist size blood stain on the mattress. On his mattress, there was blood on his shoes and splat, little splatters on the wall. And it said that the splatters on the wall consisted with the height of Ayla. Like, she's just sitting there fucking vomiting profusely. No, they, it said that the amount of blood that they found was about enough to fit maybe a little bit more than a cup full. Which, in retrospect, isn't a whole lot. But... For a 20-month-old fucking child, it's pretty significant, in my opinion. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that, that, a good portion of blood to be coming out of a child that small. Um, when they uh, searched with Luminol, they found more blood, and the room lit up, I guess. Now the cops. Told the Reynolds family that the splatter consisted with vomiting or blunt force trauma. They said that they speculate that she was suffering from e- internal and external injuries. Meaning she was fucking bleeding from the inside. So, the police continue to continue their searches. And they say that they're never going to stop until she is found, till they figure out what has happened to her. Now, this has been going on since 2011. It is now 2022. Ayla would be 12 right now. She would have just had a birthday last month. And she would be 12. So, uh, February 3rd, a lot of shit is the beginning of a lot of shit that happens um, between the families. Um, there was a lot of back and forth uh, sending people after this person and after that person. Um, and so I guess um, a cousin of the Reynolds ended up vandalizing the, the Petro home. Um, and I believe this happened right after they had found out that Justin had took out took an out, taken out life insurance on Ala. Um which I guess supposedly he never claimed the money for it, so it's speculated that he didn't go seeking life insurance, that he was just proposed with it from a guy he bought a car from. But um, a little bit after the uh, vandalism, this guy Justin Linnell, who is the father of Alicia's child, which, at the time of Ayla's disappearance, Justin and Alicia were going through a um, custody battle. Now, he posted on social media, Linnell did, uh, that he thinks that the three adults in that house did something to Ayla. And then, one night, Lance and uh, Justin DiPietro were driving down the street, and they came across Justin Linnell, and I guess Lance ended up beating beating the shit out of him. Um, for saying, basically, for saying what he said. And Justin DiPietro still is claiming abduction. He actually ended up blaming Trista for Ayla's disappearance, saying that Ayla went through Waterville. I mean, Trista went through Waterville and collected Ayla on her way to to the prison, and did something with Ayla on the way. But that story has already been checked. Camera footage of Trista in her car driving. I don't think the police would have missed her getting off the exit and entering Waterville. But anything's possible, I guess, these days. But, so... Uh, shortly after that, police come make a statement saying that there was no way that... Uh, the window had been opened from the inside, and Um, because at the beginning the Petros were saying that everything was locked all the windows were always locked the doors were locked blah 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 Um, and then once the police said that there was no way for the window to even open from the outside all of a sudden they were saying that they remember that the window was unlocked Which, even if it's unlocked, if the cops are saying there's no way you can get the fuck in through the fucking window, regardless of it being locked or unlocked, fucking there's no way you can get through the fucking window. So it being unlocked doesn't change the fact. Now I think the, I think all three of these people were just neglecting Kayla all, 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 all around. Um, I just she was in her room alone and they were I just that makes no sense Uh, but Justin didn't even check the next morning until 9 o'clock a.m. so he didn't see her from 8 p.m. to 9 a.m. 13 hours who the fuck doesn't check in on their daughter at 20 months old like my daughter is 11 right now and I still check on her constantly I even yeah and my son is 13 and I check on him too I even I go so far as in to going in and just sticking my finger under their nose just to feel their breath or I'll put my hand on their chest to feel the rise in the fall make sure they're breathing I don't know maybe I'm I'm weird but so the searches expand to like Oakland and Fairfield and they go back to the fucking rivers and at that time the communication from Justin Courtney and Alicia Completely stops. Um, I believe it was either twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Um, a baby is found on Deer Island in Massachusetts. Um, they couldn't they couldn't identify the body. Uh, same size, um, weight, looking, eight, around the same age as Ella, but. It was later confirmed that it was not Ayla and they figured out who it was, which is a whole nother sad fucking story. Uh. But anyways, so I guess Justin is, uh, after, you know, the website with the blood evidence that the Reynolds talk about, um, is public the police are like fuck now we gotta go cause I guess the the main state police were pretty freaking kept it pretty fucking tight they kept, they ran a tight ship um, as far as releasing information now they had to make they, they ended up making a statement confirming the blood that they found Confirming what the Reynolds had been saying was true, so Justin is presented with this evidence, and he has no reaction. He has, he, he has a lawyer, and the lawyer says it's not necessarily blood, which... It's fucking blood. And the cops are like, what do you mean? It's not necessarily blood. It's fucking blood. It's analyzed, it's blood, and it's DNA matched, is Ayla. Now, the whole time, I guess his lawyer was just, like, this wicked, shisty kind of fucking guy. And, um, he never even suggested that Justin was even fucking innocent. Which, also is kind of telling to me, in a way. But, um... In 2013, we have another fucking incident between the Reynolds and the DiPietro's. So Justin has to go to court in uh, Portland, which is where the Reynolds live. Now, Trista gets wind of this and confronts him and his family. Yelling, yelling, wanting to know where Ayla is, asking what did you do with my daughter? What did you chase them down outside the courthouse and everything? I mean, and there was media presence. She made sure there was media there. She wanted people to fucking see. I mean, how else do you keep your daughter relevant to be found? Is, is doing shit like this. And I totally, I 100% back it up. Um, I guess Ron Reynolds, uh, Trish's father, had to be escorted away. I think he was, I mean, like, I don't blame the guy if he had gotten violent. I don't know if he did, but I 100% would have. Now, the reason why Justin was in court was for domestic assault on Courtney Roberts, his girlfriend. Who at the time was with him the night of Ayla's disappearance. Now, a lot of people thought that maybe after this incident she would come out and we would have some fucking answers on Ay- Ayla's whereabouts. But she has been silent. So, a lot of people think that he has something over her she's at this point she's too scared because she may have been involved nobody really knows I mean nobody really knows anything at all in the same year 2013 uh, Waterville is certified for searches because they didn't really know how to handle a missing person search so they get they get certified So they can, if this ever happens again, they can handle it better. They'll understand a lot more. They hopefully you know stop shit like this from prolonging so fucking long. You know. Um. So I think Justin basically high fucking tails it out of here. He moves to California. Um. And then Trista, I think it's 2015. He, she, uh, is it? I don't know if it's suing or whatever, but is bringing wants to bring him have him served for court in a civil case for a wrongful death, basically blaming him for Ayla's death. Because in May, no, maybe it was in in twenty seventeen, not twenty fifteen. Because May thirtieth of twenty seventeen, she had to get. Okay, it's right here. Yeah, May thirtieth, twenty seventeen. Um, she went to a judge and had Ayla declared dead, which had to be the hardest thing, other than everything else that she's been through to have to do but the only way she could bring anything to bring Justin to fucking court was for Ayla to be declared dead which is pretty fucking shitty so I get no so I guess she was subpoenaing all three of them Courtney, Alicia, and Justin in a civil suit for wrongful death and she started that, pursuing that in December 2018. Um, so, I guess I guess they went the sheriff went, was in California went and they found him um, and he, I mean he, he was served but then he never showed up didn't de- I guess he denied his um, who he was when he was served or whatever um, and I don't really know like the law on that but I know like uh, he didn't go to the uh, preliminary hearing or whatever so then um, they had... They um, they were granted a continuance, I guess, to try and get him served again. So what they did was they publicly served him through the California newspaper because I guess he went fucking off-grid, like, hard. Like, the last known address for him was a parking garage. Like, this guy is in the wind... He might not even even be in California, so they put they serve him through the newspaper. They put it in a newspaper ad, and they it's all over these um, newspapers. And I guess like it's considered that he had to have seen it at at some at some point. Um, so he had forty one days to respond the day of that newspaper being issued. Now his lawyer ends up showing up and answers for him instead of him. And he dodged any serious questions by saying like, I don't know, I wasn't there. I don't know, I wasn't there. Um, I can't speculate on that and all that shit. So obviously they have to go to court once again. Um. And this whole time, Trista's attorney has been free. This got I, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Um I would like to figure out the name of her attorney because that deserves some props. Like you've been working ten years with this woman for free. Fucking one hundred percent pro bono. Um so right now they the pandemic slip has slowed the case down. Uh, December 2020 they were still awaiting documents um, they started to go fund me to help them support uh, the case to try so they can pay for experts like blood splatter analysis people like forensic um, investigators and all that um, so that they can hopefully um, get Justin to answer these fucking questions finally so those that's pretty much all the facts on the case um
1: I'm gonna put the GoFundMe
0: in the description but what I think happened I think Phoebe DePietro was there that night I think that either her or Justin did something to that child and either one of them or both of them got rid of the evidence. And I do believe that that she was missing and long before he made that phone call. I don't believe he, she might have even been missing the day before. There's a whole lot of things to speculate. It's really rough to hear shit like this, but this has been the most. This is the topic that I'm most passionate about, is missing children. I mean, you can tell from episode one that that's that's what I'm about. If I could do, like, some shit on a bigger scale than just this fucking podcast to help find children, I would definitely fucking do it. Um, but I don't even know where to begin. But there's... 8 million children go missing a year, just in the United States. That's fucking wild to me. Anyways, so I figured uh, um, I'd switch it up and and just tell a story. Um, Present uh, some facts on a missing child's case. This one hits close to home. Waterville is about a two and a half drive away from where I live with my kids. So. I've been wanting answers since 2011. And I have nothing to do with this child. You know what I mean? Like, this is not my kid. I'm not related to her or any kind of way. But. I want her to be found. I want somebody to answer for where she is. And fingers point at Justin, not gonna lie. It looks pretty fucking dirty for him. But at this time, Trista actually had another child and This kind of gets gets to me, a little bit. Um, so she had a she had a son, um, and she has come out with uh, some stories that he has stated that he has seen Ayla, that he plays with, he oh uh, my god, that he plays with her in a garden. And then she has wings! And, uh... I don't... I just... It's really hard... really hard to take. And... As a father, I just... it... it breaks my heart. Um, and I just want to, uh show support in any kind of way, and I want to get, I want Ayla to be found. I, I want her mother to have closure. I want her family to have closure. So please support her GoFundMe. I'd appreciate it. And they would, they would, they would appreciate it. Don't think of her as gone away, her journey's just begun. Life holds so many facets, this earth is only one. Just think of her as resting, from the sorrows and the tears, in a place of warmth and comfort where there are no days and years. Think how she must be wishing that we could know today, how nothing but our sadness, can really pass away, and think of her as living in the hearts of those she touched. For nothing loved is ever lost, and she was loved so much.